Hello, what have we here? Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We had you covered from your LB1 year taxi squad. We are IDP Nation. And we are back. I should probably do another take of that. Maybe not my best work. <laughs> you might need to. Well, this is the first time I've listened back to it in a while because uh, normally we just hit record after the the song plays, but we're we're trying out Streamyard here to get ready to go on YouTube here uh, in the in the coming weeks, months. I don't know. We'll figure out the, the technicalities here. <laughs> but uh, Dan here, Daryl, how are you? Doing pretty good. How are you? Yawning already. Don't you always yell at me for yawning during the show? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Living your best quarantine life? I've not been quarantined. I've had to go to work every day. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we had a taco truck Unlike in our neighborhood. You. That was fun. Um, oh, man. I bet that was great. <laughs> it was good. It was really good. So, so Loco Taco, if you want to sponsor us, you know, helps out there. <laughs> Uh, it was, it's good. It's apparently uh, one of Delaware's best food trucks that came and parked in our neighborhood and we could walk there. So it's kind of cool. It was really nice. Yeah. We, we have another one coming. Uh, I forget the name of it, but I don't know. S- somebody in our neighborhood is just calling around, I guess, getting stuff for our neighborhoods to uh, just to do something besides sit in our houses. We have a neighbor that works uh, that, that owns a pretzel factory. So that they bring pretzels home, you know, we, we pay for them, of course, but to help support their business. But um, cool, they bring pretzels home every Saturday. So we just, you know, they deliver them basically to us. We just walk to their house and grab them. So that's cool. So, yeah, try to trying to help support the local businesses that are suffering. But anyway, um, I'm tired of talking about that kind of stuff. Uh, I've been sitting on my computer all day grade and stuff it's been interesting to say the least but that also means i have more time to sit here and pour over draft coverage and all this other football stuff and all the ten thousand rookie drafts we have going on right now um everybody wants to draft and, and i'm i want to space my drafts out from here on out like i want to i'm going to move to like stage them because it used to have I think I used to have more leagues that flowed like through the entire spring. This year, it seems like everybody's like, "Let's draft now. We must draft now." I know. I don't mind, but <laughs> I know who I want to pick. But I don't know. I'd rather wait so I don't join any startups. We are doing the listener league, which we are going to get kicked off here soon. So I guess the rookie drafts will be wrapping up. I mean, I have about three or four. They're just about wrapped up. Um, maybe one round left in the sixth round or something like that. Um, but we're going to go over. That's what we're going to do mainly today. We're not really going to have a whole lot of news and notes. There wasn't a whole lot uh, to speak about. A bunch of minor moves. Um, you know, Logan Ryan said he's not returning to the Titans. So Daryl's <sighs> sad about that. 
Uh, but we do have some related oh, topics to talk about. Um, the Seahawks and Clowney still courting each other. Apparently, uh, Jerron Reed was not given permission to change his number yet, so that's that story is not over yet. Um, they're leaving the door open, <laughs> um, so I don't know. Minor news, mostly smoke screens. Um, apparently, Antonio Gibson is um, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of, of nothing out there. The schedule was released pretty much like an hour or so ago before we recorded. I looked at the Seahawks schedule for a minute. Um, I'm not really interested too much in it right now. Once MFL gets all the, the bye weeks in, I'll take a look at it to see you know if my fantasy's uh, completely screwed up. The one thing I did hear is there are some teams with a week 13 bye, which means if your playoffs start in week 13, you might get the short end of the stick here. And I think we actually have something really cool because I think I am on the clock. So... Yeah, I don't have the iPad bum, with me, so bum, bum. sound effects are going to have to uh, wait. You know, do 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 do. So I am on the clock. The uh, last couple picks were this is the sixth round of the Seek and Destroy draft, and uh, Eno Benjamin, uh, Quintez Cephas, and the Michael. Pirine were the last three picks, and now I am on the clock with the second-to-last pick, uh, which means I lost in the championship game to JDB. JDB should be listening to us. If he's not, shame on him. We'll talk talk some crap about him if he's not listening. Um, We'll talk crap about him if he is listening. Well, that's true, too, but... uh, Let's see who I have here. So, this is a super flex league, so Jake Fromm is there. Not in love with Jake Fromm. Uh, Calais from the Bucks is there. The wide receivers have been pretty much picked over. Uh, Dalton Keene is a, is a thought. Albert Okawu... Alberto, let's just say. I think I might be going Albert O here. Because I know he's behind Fant, but something tells me they're going to run some two tight end sets. And Albert and Locke are former teammates, which you'll probably hear 10 million times like you heard that, uh, who was it, Mason Rudolph and James Washington were teammates last year. Defensive ends pretty well picked over, linebacker. Some people we are going to talk about on the show are still available. I'm pretty set at linebacker, though. I think we've talked about this league before. I just took a safety last round, so I think I'm going to go with Albert. Oh, it is tight end premium here, or start two tight ends either way, so I think that's a solid pick here. Albert O. I did hear how to pronounce his name, but I have no clue. Um, I needed some tight end help anyway. I have uh, Injoku, who's now stuck in a timeshare. Tyler Croft, who has Dawson Knox there. I have Jimmy Graham, who, you know, 
he's pretty much, I think, done. Uh, Gerald Everett and Anthony Fersker as my tight ends. Fersker. So I'm, I'm hurting at tight end. I have, like, a bunch of backups, basically, at tight end. So if you're in seek and destroy and have a tight end for sale, uh, I made out like a bandit in this draft, so come come see me. I know you've been you've been after Fournette for me, but I don't know. I need a tight end. And I don't think you, you only have we three on your time. roster. Yeah, we started down this road. You wanted to give me like, what did you want to give me? You wanted to give me uh, who the hell was the defensive end that you wanted to give me? Oh, I forget. I don't know. Cameron Jordan? No. Somebody else. Because you, you said I'd have to give you something back with Jordan. For Cameron, yeah. Who did that? For Fournette? I forget who's my other one. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Me and you have completely different values when it comes to the... That's because your values suck. I ain't trading a, a starting running bell cow running back for a defensive end that's 30 years old. He's not even going to be there next year. He's not, probably, but you need a running back. I'm pretty and I'm trying to give you – I tried to trade you picks and everything, but no. Yeah, you want to trade me 2021 picks. Okay. We'll talk about this draft here in a few minutes because it was a good – it was good pickings for me. Um, I'm not sure about you. You only had two picks, it seemed like. Uh, but we're going to talk about our drafts. Picks. And we have a few listener questions, uh, most of them related to giraffes and things, so we'll, we'll hit those along the way. Um, we did have some people uh, chiming in across the globe here. Uh, we had some people liking our posts. Some people, uh, Peter liked our post on Podbean. Uh, we had an officer-friendly, I think, yes, officer-friendly question mark. Uh, <laughs> gave us an A-plus and a five-star review, so thank you. Very simple and straight to the point. Uh, we like simple and straight to the point. Um, we do. And, you know, if you're going to give us a two-star or one-star, just don't let us leave us a review. Right. Do us that favor, at least. And just don't go out of your way to review the show. Um, but, yeah. Which... We- me and you were kind of talking just before we come on. Give us those five-star reviews. If there's not a place to rate five-star, just put, hey, five-star in your comments. And uh, we're going to give them to what? Uh, uh, I don't know. It's up to you. You're, you're end of the week. stuff away. So. Sure, end of the yeah, week. Yeah, let's give them to May we'll give you to Sunday night. And then on Monday, me and Ben will uh, pick one lucky winner and we'll send you a package. Daryl has that mystery package here. I don't know. I do. Maybe if we can get it work on a sponsor, there'll, there'll be something else in there, too. I don't know if you can do that over state lines, though. True. But anyway. True. Anyways, uh, we got some drafts <laughs> to talk about. Some of the drafts we took place uh, together in, and we also have an auction that we took place that took place that we were both a part of. We'll talk about who we got and where we got them and kind of give you some background on league history, short league history. 
um, and kind of see where some of these players went, how much they went for, in case you have an auction league as well coming up. Um, I I do some offense-only leagues. I don't know how many you're in. We're not really going to talk a lot about those because I think there's enough people talking about offense-only out in this world. Uh, we're gonna. I'm in one. I'm in a one. few just because when I first joined Dynasty, that was really, I don't know. I, IDP was popular, but I was just looking for feeding my addiction to Dynasty, so I took anything pretty much. And uh, I, I have not quit any of them. The only league I, I, I kind of cut this year was one that was an orphan that I took over two franchises, one on each conference that was salary cap, and I just did not have time for it anymore. When, when stuff gets too complicated, and I, I, I don't know, I had to keep track of two different MFL accounts because I had the two different conferences. It's got crazy. But anyway, talking about rookies here, um, we'll start in the first draft that I had taken place was actually a Star Wars-themed league that's actually a Devi-depleted league because it had some Devi picks in it. And we had Devi going pretty early in this league. And just to give you some background, um, it is PPR, Superflex. So Superflex leagues, you're going to see a lot of the IDPs go late. And well, that was not the case here. You'll be, you'll be proud uh, of the people here. So we started this draft <laughs> on draft night. As soon as the NFL draft kicked off, that's when this draft kicked off. Without a clock, mind you. So if you wanted right. to see who went in the second, third rounds, like a lot of us do, because those picks can matter. Like, um, you know, Ed, Edwards Hilaire went at the end of the first. But you, know, you want right. to see where Cam Akers lands. You want to see where these these crops of running backs land. Because if they line in a prime spot, that could be the 101, hands down. Uh, but the Evil Empire needed a quarterback badly, so they took Joe burrow uh with the first with the comment franchise uh he's planning (laughs) on having him for a while i'm guessing uh that was the 101 edwards alaire went two now keep in mind is debbie depleted so the options do get slim after those two because those two kind of came out of nowhere to take the college world by storm and the scouting world by storm this season uh so beyond that it kind of got crazy early. Uh, Patrick Queen went third. So that was... Uh, although if you hear the rest of who's here, it, it makes a little more sense. Um, there's only one offensive and one defensive player per um, team allowed for Debbie. So there's only 12 offensive guys and 12 defensive guys, in theory, gone from the Debbie pool every year. So, I mean, most of the time you're looking at basically second rounders in your first round. You know, some guys sneak through, like Joe Burrow snuck through, Edwards Alaire snuck through. Uh, Patrick Queen went third. I had the fourth pick, and I took Jalen Rager. He was available. Uh, after that, Debbie got hit. So Chuba Hubbard went at five. Henry Ruggs went at six. Keyshawn Vaughn went at seven. And then I took Jamar Chase, Debbie player from LSU, at eight. Nice. 
Uh, Justin Jefferson went at 9. Ayuk went at 10. Mims went at 11. Pittman went at 12. So that's running down to first round, basically. Um, a lot of these guys are first-round talent anyway. Um, besides Tua and Herbert being missing in a super flex, um, no real huge surprises here. I debated on just taking Jefferson or Ayuk at 8, but I wanted to get my Debbie that I wanted I mean, Chuba was gone. Chuba might have been my first choice, but I need I need receivers in this league, so I took the possibly top receiver in this upcoming class, um, Jamar Chase. So, any comments about this first round? I know you like to see Patrick Queen getting taken third. Yeah, I mean, sounds like that's pretty good considering who was going. Like your pick that you got. Rager. Yeah, I like Rager. I mean, people yeah. in Philly are kind of uh are, are kind of hosing on him just because he's got a uh I guess a theory uh, not a theory, a uh, propensity for dropping passes, but I don't know. I don't yeah. know how much of that is I actually don't own him anywhere, so I think this is the I may have one more rookie draft where I got him. But, I mean, I'm I'm happy with him. I mean, the Eagles are going to throw the ball a ton, even if he drops one every once in a while. Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to be throwing. Um, but, yeah, I, I, was, I was pretty happy with this draft, the way it turned out. Uh, just going over who I got in this draft, we're not going to spend our entire time talking about every single pick in the draft. Uh, but first round, like I said, I got Rager and Jamar Chase. In the second round... Uh, eighth pick, I took Logan Wilson. Um, I, I thought that was good value for him there. We're going to talk about the Cincinnati Bengal linebacker core here in a little bit. Uh, maybe after, we'll just segue into that right after this. Uh, I, in the fourth round, I took Daryl Taylor, because you've been telling me how good he is. Um, he looks pretty solid, mm-hmm. and, and honestly, they need... Unless they re-sign Clowney and trade for Ngakwe, he's going to have some snaps. Apparently, this is a Seahawk-heavy draft because in the fifth round, I took DJ Dallas. So uh, I took DJ Dallas. Then in my, I traded out of the sixth round to get um, a, a couple sevenths. And something happened. I flip-flopped some sevenths. I don't know. We, we made some picks, some trades in this. I made so many trades in the past week and a half. It's hard for me to keep track of all of them. Um, but I took uh, Quincy Roche, which maybe we can talk about on the um, dig show when we do that again. Uh, defensive end from Miami. He played at Temple, and he's a grad transfer. So he's going to go to the U to nice. play across from another beast, uh, Rousseau, I think is his name. Yes. Yes, Gregory Rousseau, yeah. Yeah. And then in the last I'm round. I'm proud of you. You're learning. I am so proud of you. Well, 24-7 sports is a nice uh, nice tool to <laughs> use. I look at recruiting. Five-star recruits normally pan out, and then I kind of take a look at what they've done. If they're in the in college, then I kind of take a look at their track record. NCAA uh, stats, see who's, who's getting sacks, you know. Uh, I think with defensive ends, production matters a lot. 
Info is knowledge, yes. If you're not producing in college, you're definitely not going to produce in the pros. Exactly. um, And then with my last pick, I took Kayvon Wallace, which if you follow me on Twitter, you saw Kayvon Wallace is a guy that I think I've gotten in just about every league late in the sixth or seventh round. Um, Again, you know, he's got Brian Dawkins' uh, blessing. (laughs) <laughs> so I mean, if there's a Clemson, Clemson guy supporting another Clemson guy, it could be that too. But right. he was a pretty good Clemson safety for a while for the Eagles. So, um, how about you? You got any drafts that I wasn't a part of that you uh, saw? Oh, man, I'm trying to think. I think a few of so many leaks together, I can't even think. Yeah, no. Battle of the Gridiron, you're in a different division. Um, so. Yeah, you're in AFC. I'm in the NFC. Yeah, which you guys are still drafting. Um, we've been, we've been done for like almost, a week, and you guys are still drafting. Just <laughs> well, we're oh, almost done. I think yeah. there's like uh, a few, a handful of picks, maybe. Well, maybe a round. Yeah. I think we've got one round left. But I've, I like what I did in that draft. I've done pretty well. I did, uh, let's see here. I'm trying to look at it real quick. Oh, well, it'd help if I got on the NFC, wouldn't it? So, yeah, let's see. I took uh, at 2-6. Nope. No, no, no. Told you wrong. 2-12. I took Logan Wilson, linebacker for Cincinnati. Who I think I think he's going to be a starter there from day one because mm-hmm. what have they got to lose? They're horrible. I think they're going to start young and grow them that way. So I took him um, at three seven. I took Anthony McFarland, running back Pittsburgh. Three eight. I took AJ Epineza, defensive end from Buffalo. I think he's really going to fit in up there with what they got going on with Ed Oliver and those guys. Um, I had a lot of third rounders. 314, I took Chase Claypool, who I turned around and traded. 315, I took Van Jefferson, a wide receiver. Um, 46, took Lynn Bowden, me and you both like. Uh, 47, Adam Trotman, the tight end. I went a lot of offense in this league because I needed it. I'm trying to look. Oh, in the fifth round, I took Curtis Weaver, the defensive end from Miami that played for Boise State. He's going to be a big one. I really, I think he, he has a good chance down there. Is he play? Is he listed as a D end? Uh, let's see here. Or an outside line. Curtis, yes, on MFL, he he is a D end. Yes. Okay. I got I got him at pick sixty nine. Um. Then I took I got Alex Highsmith, the linebacker, for Pittsburgh. I got him in the fifth at pick seventy nine. And right now, that's it. I've got one more pick. No, two more picks coming up, but uh, haven't quite got to them yet. But I like uh, Alex Highsmith in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah. He's going to that outside rudge guy, uh, kind of like uh, Kevin Green, Greg Lloyd, those guys of the past. How and you got Devin Bush in the middle, so I think that's a good fit. Well, how much playing time is he going to get with T.J. Watt and uh, Bud Dupree being franchise there? Yeah, he may have to wait a little while. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens next year when Dupree was wasn't he franchised? He was franchised. I don't see Buffalo franchise. Yeah, yeah Buffalo. I don't see Pittsburgh franchise him a second time. Yeah, I don't either. So I, I think maybe this year I have to wait. 
yeah, I think this year he'll have to wait. And then, like you said, I don't think they'll franchise him a second time either. Yeah. So maybe next year's when he'll take off. So he's basically got a year to learn. Hmm. So I could really see that next year, that being a good, good spot for him to really take off. Yeah. So here's a cool option that I didn't know was available on my fantasy league.com, uh, which is the sponsor of the IDP listener league two, which we are starting to mold and, and put together. We kind of, I didn't want to be uh, the guy that just said, here's how we're running this league. We, we did some polls, and some of those polls were too close to call, so we narrowed some things down, uh, and we're getting those things done. Um, but this is the draft recap. So if you go under draft and you click under display recap, it gives you a recap of your um, draft class, basically. Where's this at? <laughs> under draft. Like, if you get the draft list... Like under Battle of the Gridiron, click draft and then click recap, and it'll give you a recap of all your picks. You might have to wait till yours is done. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it gives you a recap. So they they ranked me eighth out of the AFC. Although I don't know how one team that had one draft pick got the draft rank of one, but I don't know. That's a bunch of crap, I think. But okay. Um, but. I came away, I came into this draft with zero starting quarterbacks. I had Joe Flacco and Marcus Mariota on my team. So I was hurting. Uh, <laughs> at 104, though, I, I couldn't pull the trigger on Burrow. I, I thought about it, and, and I said, I, I'm i staring some of these running backs down, and Swift was available, so I took Swift with the for, fourth pick overall. And I just prayed like hell that there was a quarterback left when I... <laughs> Picked again at 204. Uh, <laughs> I had a lot of late-round picks. Nobody wanted the late-round picks until it got later. Um, right. So it got a lot later, and then everybody wants the picks all of a sudden. And, you know, I, I dealt a few away. We, we, I moved around quite a bit. This draft I moved three or four times. Um, and at 204, I, I did get my guy, not my top guy but i got justin herbert at 204 uh and then i immediately talked to the tyrod taylor owner and i think i traded <laughs> i think i traded a third for tyrod taylor just so i can cover myself for a starting quarterback because like if you don't have a starting quarterback it's a one qb league but it's 16 teams it's tough to get on quarterback. Yeah. it's almost as if it's a two quarterback league or a super flex because the prices of these quarterbacks were ridiculous, and I was refusing to pay for yeah, Nick they're Foles. Crazy. Yeah, Nick Foles going for like <laughs> they're asking for like first round picks for Nick Foles, and I'm like, get the hell out of here! Like, I'd rather suffer <laughs> and take you know Jake Fromm or somebody and hope for an injury or something. You know, I don't know. I got Marcus Mariota. He's going to save the Raiders. See, that's me. I would rather. You'd rather oh, what? Good grief. I would rather not pay that high price like you did, you know, like you said, not pay that high price and take a chance later on something. Some of these prices are just out the roof. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing is your league is a microcosm of value. You know, if, if people are yeah. paying premium prices for quarterbacks, then that's the price. And you kind of have to 
you know, your league sets the price. It's the marketplace. It's not like every quarterback is worth the same in every league. Um, but quickly moving on, um, I didn't draft an IDP until late in the third. Uh, I got A.J. Dillon in the third, and I got Willie Gay was my first IDP at 308, which I think is pretty good value for how do you, him. How do you feel about him? Uh, I think he is good. I think Anthony Hitchens is not very good. <laughs> so, which I think we're going to talk about Anthony Hitchens here in a little while. Um, Joey the Tooth for IDP guys wrote an article about why Willie Gay is going to be the top IDP scorer. So, mm. if you want to check out that article, it kind of goes into depth of why you think, you know, why he thinks Willie Gay should be good. Um, like I said, he's he's probably like top five for me as far as linebackers. Um, just because once you get past, I mean, me in another league we were debating, you know, Willie Gay and Malik Harrison. Harrison just doesn't stick out as a three down linebacker to me, whereas Willie Gay seems to be a three down linebacker. Um, mm. Willie Gay okay. can. There's some hits in his highlight reel. I put I, I did put an article out on second round, uh, IDPs where they fell. Um, I found one of his highlight reels, and yes, highlight reels are meant to hype up a player, and you know you shouldn't do all your scouting on a highlight reel. But when this dude hits you, you're not getting up. Right. So oh, no. So he, he's a. I'm kind of surprised you're uh, you're low on Harrison. I just don't. I don't have him as like I have him in probably that next tier down after like. I guess who who would be in that tier? I guess Gay is in that tier. Uh, Jordan Brooks, I guess, is in that tier because apparently he's taken KJ Wright's job away from him. Oh man, he has KJ Wright he has is, his yeah. His values took off, and I don't know why. <laughs> well, it's because they're sliding uh, KJ right to strong, strong side, and they're going to let Brooks be the guy on weak side. So they're not even waiting till KJ Wright's gone. They're just swapping them out right now. He might still come off the field in third downs to start with, but I mean, they're they're gonna. Give him, give him the keys to the castle, so to speak, as far as uh, weak side linebacker. Um, so going so through this... So they don't like none of the guys they drafted last year? It seems to be. Ben Burr, Ben Burr, Curvin, who was the other guy? They drafted Co- two, Cody Barton, yeah. Cody Barton yeah. was going to start at strong side, but it looks like KJ Wright's going to be back. I would honestly not be surprised to see KJ Wright cut at some point. Oh. I think next year, I think he, this is last year's contract, but honestly, if they're trying to save some cash, that's that's probably the way to do it. I don't want to see him go, but writing's on the wall. They got too many linebackers in that room, and KJ Wright doesn't have a whole lot left in the tank. <laughs> you know, it's a business decision, but, you know, gun to your head like uh, Earl Thomas. Uh, <laughs> Who do you pick? <laughs> I'm glad Earl is okay. 
in all in all yes, yeah, in yes. all jokingness. I'm, I don't know what that situation was, but uh, he's he's alive, which is good. So, um, at four eleven, I got Kyle Duggar in this league. This is a sixteen team league too, so four eleven is like probably like fifth round of a twelve teamer. And then I took in the fifth round, I got a pair of defenders. I went defense heavy late because all the offensive guys were gone. Uh, Michael Walker from Atlanta, who's mm. apparently going to start maybe at strong side, but I, I'm not the biggest uh, Olakun fan, so Walker could easily take that job. He was a fourth-round pick for Atlanta. Not huge draft capital, but... It was a position they need to fill from Devondre Campbell, even. Uh, with my other fifth-round pick, I took Julian Aquara. I mean, it's just a cool story, I think, him and his brother being able to... They should just let them line up, you know, together. Just, you know, it'd be a cool spot. Yeah. Uh, and then in the sixth round, again, Kayvon Wallace... You're going to hear that name a lot from me. And uh, Marlon Davidson is a defensive tackle, thank goodness. It scared me to see him listed as a D-end on my fantasy league when he was first uploaded. And I'm like, he's definitely not an end. Dude's huge. I think he was listed as a defensive end because Auburn ran more of a 3-4. And he was on the outside of giant Derek Brown. Destroying people, but anyway, that's what <laughs> I did in that draft. Um, kind of interesting. You was talking about um, Willie Gay. Mm-hmm. Some of the uh, some of the drafts I've I'm probably up to twenty or thirty drafts that's taken place already, and looks like he is the ninth. Oh, sorry, let me take that back. He is the eighth overall. IDP rookie off the board, yeah. and he's been going at an average of 39.7. So he's somewhere in that late third to early fourth round. Yeah. Um, and he's the fourth linebacker off the – or no, excuse me, fifth linebacker off the board. Yeah, that's about where he's going. Um, in my one league, it's a two QB league. Um, obviously, the quarterbacks went early. Uh, he was actually the um, – he was pretty late in this league. He went in the fourth round for 4.05, uh, but Delpit went ahead of him, Chin. Malik Harrison went ahead of him. McKinney went ahead. Uh, Winfield so you mentioned Harrison as a comparison. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Harrison has been going 19th overall, yeah. and he's been going at an average of pick 51. So he's been going about 12 spots later than Willie Gay right now. Yeah. John Orr likes Malik Harrison a little better than Willie Gay, I guess, because he took he was the guy who took Harrison but, ahead. But I think for the value, I would rather have Harrison. If I can get him at 51. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying. Just for me, I'm saying. Well, yeah, but in this particular draft, he went at 401, so he went ahead of – he went pick 37. Right. So you don't get that value. Yeah. Right. And you were talking about your guy, Jordan Brooks. He is going ninth over 
Crawl on IDP. Mm-hmm. Right behind Willie Gay at pick. Eh, he's been averaging 40.8, so pick 40 roughly. Yeah, I think somebody took him pretty high in this one. Yeah, I've had a few leagues where I've seen him go high. Um, I just I don't know what to do with him because actually he went I've after Willie little... Gay, but huh? He went after Willie Gay. He went at four twelve, just after Gay, the next linebacker off the board. Um, but in this draft, I was very pleased with myself because I got Jerry Judy at one ten. Nice. I laughed all. Nice. I mean, I mean, if you look at the board, it, it's not. It, it's a two QB league. So Burrow went, Tua went, uh, Edward Tolaire went three, Justin Herbert went four. It's a two QB league. It's a, that's kind of things expected. Uh, but then it's just preferences. Right. You know, Jonathan Taylor went, then DeAndre Swift went, then Lamb, then Acres, then Dobbins. And I was left with Jerry Judy in my lap, and I'm like running up to the podium, slam dunk, like, yeah. I mean, I could have taken Keyshawn John, uh, Keyshawn Vaughn yet, John. Keyshawn Vaughn, but he's still a mystery to me because I, I know he's got a lot of hype, but I know he's a good back. But I think people just automatically think Ronald Jones is going to roll over and die and not do anything. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, honestly, I think whoever can pass protect Tom Brady the best is going to end up with the job. So I think that's what's going to come down to. Yeah, I, th- I think so, too. But I think there's going to be a role for both of them, though. Absolutely. I really do. I don't think Ronald Jones can handle three-down work. Um, right. They never have trusted him to do that. And Arians has been there, what, two years now? One year? He was there for uh, No, he's been there. Has it been two? Has it been one? I think it's only been one. <laughs> My yeah, years all run one. together at this point, so. Um, <laughs> You're right, it has been one, yes, yes. But, yeah, I mean, they let Peyton Barber go without much of a fight, so, I mean, you can see. They don't love him as, they, they, they like Jones a little bit more. I mean, I don't think they like him enough to maybe give him an extension, but, yeah, they, they, they like him for this year. Um, so let's answer a Knock out a couple of questions, and we'll talk about some of our um, okay, some of our drafts some more. Just um, we had one of the questions, and I think this is actually a um, one's a specific question, and one's just a basic question. We had two different people asking similar questions. Uh, longtime listener Julie asked, you know, in the top ten, would you take? Chase Young or Isaiah Simmons in the top 10 of a rookie draft. And I think I just answered that question by telling you Jerry Judy was a slam dunk at 110 without with Chase Young and Isaiah Simmons and Patrick Queen still on the board. And I took Judy. So for me, no, it's I'm taking the offensive player in this draft class. 111 is probably the um, earliest I would consider it because, again, that Vaughn pick is going to be a question. You could even go with Jalen Rager, though. You could go with, you know, I've seen LaVisca Chenault in the first round, Justin Jefferson. Right. There's, if you like the receivers, and if it's definitely it's PPR, you don't need to go. I mean, I know if it's balanced scoring, you, can, you don't want to ignore the IDP side of it. I just feel like some of these receivers and things 
even if you don't like them, you can get a whole lot more for them than you're going to get for your IDP players. Because uh, we've been talking to people about trades um, in, in Slack channels and stuff. And, like, people want the world for Aaron Donald, but who's going to pay a first-round pick for Aaron Donald? Nobody. <laughs> Is there an IDP? I mean, I know you would probably say, yes, there's plenty of IDPs you'd pay a first-round pick for, but... Who in reality would you pay a first round? You'd give the 101 for what defensive player? You're on like mute or something. Did you turn off your microphone? Sorry. Uh, for the 101, pro <laughs> probably none. I mean. Yeah. So, I mean, late uh, first, maybe. You know, we saw. We saw Bush and White go early last year. Nick Bosa went kind of early last year. Um, kind of uh, answering Julie's question here. Right now, I think I said I've got 20 to 30 leagues uh, data, data right now. Chase Young is the top IDP rookie off the board, and he is going at an average of 12.4. I've seen him as high as a top five pick, and then I've seen some leagues where, and it depends on your scoring, Debbie and all this, but I've seen him slide into the 20s, too. So yeah. I think 12, 12 and a half is where he's going. I think that's um, I think that's about right for him, depending on your league. If you, I think I start looking at him at eight and kind of seeing where he goes. If I'm in that 10 to 12 range and he's still there, 10 to 13, somewhere in there, I'm going to take him. See, for me, I'd have to think of it early second but I think somebody's already taken him at early second. And then after that, unless I am, right. and even if I'm desperate for linebacker, I have faith that I can pick guys late that, you know, they might not be Patrick Queen, but. I mean, you're kind of right. You're right. You kind of let him slide. But I think with what I'm seeing in these drafts, and it's, and a lot of these are drafts that I'm not even in. This is. Yeah, no, you get. You know, People I've told everybody, to. send me your leagues. And I think what happens is everybody is looking, for example, we'll say in that 13 to 17 range, and everybody's saying, okay, I'm cool with that range. But then people get antsy and, you know, they're afraid he goes early. And in some drafts he is going early. So they're, they're kind of forced if they want him, they have to take him just a little bit more early than they normally would. Yeah, I mean, in the battle, the gridiron, he went at 13, which is the 201 in a normal league. Um, it's the 13th right. pick of a 16-team league. I think that's pretty much par for the course. I mean, I think late first, early second, top 10 for me, no. Uh, but after that as well. We also had our uh, buddy Two Drink, Two Drink Minimum. Um, <laughs> two drinks chimes in here uh start one dl linebacker and db plus a flex so you basically start four defensive players when should the top defensive players be drafted in rookie drafts the question he gives us the scoring um it's it's pretty similar to most scorings three points for a sack uh two points for turnovers four points for interception you do get five points for every two tackles for loss, so it's kind of a premium on guys that get in the backfield. Uh, Chase Young would probably get bumped up a little bit there. 
start four, though, I don't think you really need to go too high. I think you could even wait till the mid-second. Yeah, I'd, I would agree. If you're only starting four, I mean, think of how many rookies. I'm in a league like this where you start four total IDPs, and I didn't even take a defensive player in this draft because I already have, like, Bobby Wagner and Blake Martinez and Derwin James. Like, I have studs at every position, and everybody just about does because you don't need to carry three or four of them. You can carry one or two, and you can get away with, you know, filling in for bye weeks here and there. So I really wouldn't worry about it. I mean, if you really love Chase Young and you want him, take him in the early second, but I'd honestly wait till late second. Or, like I said, start four. I wouldn't even draft one unless I really needed one. Um, If I really wanted a defensive end, then I'd go for Chase Young or uh, Gross Matos or Epinesa or Terrell. Taylor, but Chase Young going the second round. I don't know. I had somebody um, in that very league that I was just speaking about. Um, let me bring it up here in a minute. You can go ahead and chime in with your thoughts on that. Who was it you cut out for a minute? Uh, Chase Young, who we're still talking about. Oh, Chase Young, yeah. I mean... I like his. I definitely like him. That he's going to be a defensive end. That yeah. I think that's where some, that's where his value is really skyrocketing. I, I think if he would have been put at a linebacker, for instance, I think you would have seen him probably fall a little bit in drafts. I really do. But I think with this going as a defensive end on what we've seen, I think that shot his value up a lot. And um, like I said, I've seen him everywhere. If you can get him in that, you know, he's going at 12.5. If you can get him in that range, I think that's good value for you. I really do. Yeah. Um, we didn't speak since the MFL put out their their changes. Um, we haven't been on air since they did that. Um, Washington players, oh, man, they got a bump. Ioannidis got a bump. Yes, they did. D-tackle. Allen got a bump going to D-tackle. Um. Montez Sweat's now a D-end. Those are some big Mm -hmm. moves for Washington. So check out your Washington players if you have them, or if they're free agents. Um, They're not all going to play as much maybe as they did last season, but you you add Chase Young to that that team, it it helps out everybody. Um, In that start four IDP league, uh, Chase Young went fourth. So that's an example of an outlier, I think, because the next right. IDP taken was at 208, Patrick Queen. Or, uh, actually, Simmons was somewhere in there, I thought. No, Patrick Queen was the next one. And then Simmons got taken much later. Yeah, not many IDPs taken. Like I said, if you already have starters, you don't really need the depth in a four-start four. I only roster, like, one backup of each position because... I don't know. I don't need the. I need the roster space for other things. I loaded up on uh, running backs. Um, it's funny in that league. I actually drafted Lavisca Chenault, and the guy wanted Lavisca Chenault so bad that he actually he was picking two spots away from me. Actually traded me the pick plus Sony Michelle just to get Lavisca Chenault. I said, drop back two spots and 
I mean, like, I, I wasn't married to Chenault here, you know. He was the best player I right. saw on the board. I ended up taking Mims two, two picks later, and then I got Sony Michelle to shore up my running backs a little bit, which I think they're going to be running a lot. Right. Cause Stidham's <laughs> the guy, apparently. Um, I also followed up with Brian Edwards around later, so, you know, Mims and Edwards... I have a pretty decent team in this league, so I was literally uh, it was more drafting for luxury picks than needing. I got Cam Akers in the first. Yeah. That was that was the only need I think I had was running back. But um, so let's hit a couple more of these questions. Um, what do you see with Davion Taylor in the Eagles and Matabuke with the Ravens? Uh, this is from Todd Fink, who is a member of our yeah. listener league here, and also Christian Fulton. Uh, so three different players, three oh, different man. positions, three different situations. So Davion Taylor, I think um, the Eagles line, and somebody else asked about the Eagles linebacking core. You have a handful of players yeah, going for certain spots. So you have uh, Nathan Jerry was there last year. He's not very good. Um TJ nope. Edwards was there last year. He was a stud at Wisconsin, racking up all kinds of tackles. He started to get some playing time down the stretch last year. I think he could be a possibility as far as um, stepping into middle linebacker. He does have some competition, though, which we'll get to. Duke Riley, they traded yep. with Atlanta for, I believe it was la- the middle of last year at the trade deadline. He's got a shot yes, to play and start. Right. Uh, so that's your three quote-unquote starters. Uh, but then they also signed Jatavis Brown from the Chargers. They drafted Brown. Sean Bradley and Dante Olsen. And then they or they brought in Dante Olsen as an undrafted free agent. And Davion Taylor is a third-round pick. Uh, Jerry, I can see going to the bench, and Taylor can start there probably um is he gonna play every down um you know maybe not i don't think the eagles linebackers unless you're in the middle really play a whole lot to begin with so i like davion taylor as a late round pick i'm not picking him too early though what do you think yeah i mean taylor i i I like his landing spot I think he has a, a chance there if he can go in and impress. I mean, that's the case with any prospect. But I think with what they have, like you said, Jerry was nothing special. So I kind of like his chances there. You may have to wait a little bit on him. Uh, Matabuke, I think with everything the Ravens done, I think it could be a year or two, maybe year three. I think he's a guy you're going to have to stash and kind of wait on. Um, you know, he may come in and have a good game here and there, but – Overall, I think you're really going to have to wait on him. And then uh, uh, who was it? Christian Fulton. Um, I think now that that Ryan is gone, it, it, you know, he, he probably steps in as a starter. I think they kick uh, – I think most likely a Dory Jackson kicks inside to the corner, and it's going to be Malcolm Butler and uh, – Oh, God. <laughs> Malcolm Butler. Uh, <laughs> And Christian Fulton on the on the outside. Yeah. Um I, I like it. And I like 
you know, honestly, if you, if you're picking up corners, I like all three of them because I think all three of them are going to get picked on a lot. They've, I guess, the best one out of it would probably be Jackson for me because he gives you punt return, kick return stuff. Fulton, he's probably going to get tested early, as we've always said. Rookie corners, they get picked on a lot. And then Malcolm Butler, he's the human turnstile out there at the corner. But yet we, whatever. Yeah, going but back. Yeah, to- I mean, I, I guess from a starting standpoint, Fulton's the guy. I mean, you pick him up, he's probably going to give you a lot of good stats just because of the volume and the targets he's going to get. So, yeah, going back to Matabuke, he's got some people in front of him now. As a defensive line, you, you rotate these guys in, but they signed Derek Wolf from Denver. Uh, Brandon Williams, they brought back. I think he was possibly not going to resign, but um, he's back with the Ravens. They traded for Calais Campbell, so they obviously thought defensive line was a need. They had Dalen Mack, who was their fifth-round pick last year. Uh, they they brought in Justin Ellis. They also um, they also drafted Broderick Washington. So they got a bunch of guys. I think Matabuke will stick around and get get to play. It's just gonna take a year or two before maybe he's an IDP on the IDP radar because he's a, he's a playing a three, four defense and could be kicked out the D end. Um, being a, you know, big, big end, small tackle or, you know, kind of, kind of deal. Um, so I kind of see him, you know, not being as valuable. So I'm not I'm not buying him too too much. I'll get him late in the draft. Um he's a good stash, but not not completely sold on that. Uh Fulton, I'm with you. I think he starts right away somewhere. Um maybe he doesn't take that Logan Ryan role. Um who out of those guys are this the bets at blitzing and stuff, because that's I think what Logan Ryan added to your team last year so much was was the coming off the edge. Right. Um, Fulton's a pretty yeah, good I think tackler. He had, what, as four, four and a half sacks. I mean, that's a lot for a corner. Four and a four and a half sacks. I mean, that's huge yeah. points, especially if you play in some of the leagues that me and you are in, where corners score off the charts. I mean, those sacks are huge points. So just yeah. you know, here's one of the top hard scoring. To replace. I mean, here's not what, everybody. Yeah, here's one of the top yeah. scoring corners, just simply because of that, and he also racked up a bunch of tackles. Um, is Dory Jackson much of a blitzer though? See, I don't think he's going to be. I think he's going to cover that slot and go. Well, that's kind of what Logan Ryan did, though, was kind of play that slot. But then, you know, you, 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 yeah, but you I just show don't see Jackson show man to man with the slot that Ryan was. Okay, I'm just saying you're just showing man to man coverage on the slot, but then you blitz. This is you know most of the time when he blitzed, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess. With Logan out of the way, if whoever mans that slot, whether it's Butler, I kind of think, I don't know. I guess Adoree would be that guy if they can get that production. I just don't know that he's going to be able to do what Logan did. Um, I'm sure they're going to try and see, but, uh, I mean, you never know. 
Yeah, I mean, I think Fulton plays more over John. I mean, they brought in Jonathan Joseph. I think Fulton plays more than Joseph does. Um, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Fulton was a second round pick. That was a um, second pick that they had. I think um, they took Isaiah Wilson in the first. So, um, that's that question down here. We got another one about the outcomes of the linebacking cores. We already talked about the Eagles core. The Bengals linebacking core is an interesting one because they drafted three guys, and those all three guys, I think, could and should start. Although, currently, if you look at the uh, depth chart of the Bengals, that's not the case. Um, but Logan Wilson, I think... Uh, should get a crack at that starting job. Jermaine Pratt might hold on to the starting middle linebacker job, but I think Logan Wilson will play. And I think Akeem Davis-Gaither definitely has a chance to play a lot. Jordan Evans is not very good, uh, to be honest. Um, And I could see Akeem Davis-Gaither being used to also rush. So I think you could maybe see... um, you know, some of these defenses use like a NASCAR package where they put all their pass rushers out. I could see them pulling DJ Reader off the field and then having Geno Atkins, Sam Hubbard, Carlos Dunlap, and Akeem Davis Gaither all rushing. Yes. On third downs, third and longs, stuff like that, just because I think Davis Gaither does have that pass rush skill um, and. You know, Breeder's a good space eater. Um, Atkins, though, has some pass rush to him. Hubbard had a good start to the season and fell off a bit. And Dunlap has always been pretty solid, although he's getting up there in age. So, um, Marcus Bailey is probably the least likely one to get much playing time. Um, they also have Austin Calitro. They just claimed off of waivers. Josh Bynes was signed there from Baltimore. I mean... This is a packed linebacking room. I think Wilson and Akeem Davis-Gaither have the clearest path to stat to, to, to snaps. I don't think Jermaine Pratt's coming off the field, to be honest. So, Yeah, I don't either. I don't think Josh Bynes is really a world beater either. Like, no, I think... He might be a depth player... Maybe he's brought in to help groom some of these younger linebackers, be a, more of a team leader, captainish kind of guy. I don't know. Right. Um, the Rams linebackers. Seems like <laughs> seems like we have this conversation like every other year. Last year is pretty cut and dry. Little Littleton was the guy. We didn't really have much to worry about. I'm still not a big Littleton guy, but he's gone now. Um, I, I definitely don't see Leonard Floyd playing inside linebacker. So our lads should probably no. change that. Um, but look at the Rams situation. You got Micah Kaiser. Uh, they drafted Terrell Lewis in the third round. They have Kenny Young. They have Justin Lawler. They have Samson Ebukam. Leonard Floyd. Um, Clay Johnston they drafted in the seventh round. They brought in a bunch of guys. Um, they brought in Ja'Kai Polite. Maybe they try to rehab him like they rehabbed um, Dante Fowler. It's a mess. 
Troy Reader is still there. He was he got some <laughs> some play last year. Honestly, I think it's Micah Kaiser, Leonard Floyd on the outside. I think they Terrell Lewis could play one of those inside positions, although he's more likely to be a rusher. Ebukam kind of has the nod. I mean, they also have Ugbenaya uh, on Karankwo, who I was never a big fan of um, watching him. They have a bunch of guys. Some of these guys are not going to be on the team. They traded for Kenny Young. I think Kenny Young might get a crack at one of those inside jobs. Uh, Micah Kaiser probably gets one of those inside jobs. And then Floyd, uh, Terrell Lewis, and Ebukam will probably cycle out as the rushers. Um, they do have a brand-new defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley. Still looks like a 3-4 from all indications, but uh, Son of Bum is no longer there. So. Son of Bum. You know, is 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 the new defensive coordinator married to any of these guys? Not really, but he's going to try to get the most out of them, and it's still going to be fuzzy. I don't think we'll know anything till training camp, to be honest. And really, that first preseason game, whoever's out there wearing the dot is probably going to be the guy. If I had to make a bet, um, yep. Honestly, Micah Kaiser might have the advantage. I don't know. That's kind of where I'm leaning. I think he's your. I think he's the front runner right now just because he's been there a little longer, but I mean, I'm not crazy about any of them. So that's the thing. Best, best case scenario, avoid this situation. Yeah, exactly. Very pretty. Um, Not something I'm investing a lot of draft capital or any capital in. Uh, The Browns might actually be the easiest um, out of this question here. I think Mac, the knife is the guy um, there. Yep. Uh, Taki Taki should get the start as well. And then you you got Jacob Phillips that they drafted. That might be a you know, base defense starter, but come off the field. Um, B.J. Goodson does nothing for me. Tay Davis does nothing for me. These are just guys. So, I mean, Taki Taki and Wilson, I think, are solidified. Phillips, they didn't draft him to sit around, so I think he'll get the play. Um, tell me a little bit about Phillips. Do you know much about him? Cause I don't know a whole lot about him. I, actually, I do not know a whole lot about him. Um, but I was looking at my, uh, stuff here. It looks like he's been, he's been drafted a lot in a lot of the leagues. Like I said, 20 or 30 leagues that I've charted so far, probably 80%. He is getting drafted and they're taking him roughly around, pick 67 so you're probably looking at what round uh five six in that area somewhere yeah and he's going ahead of players like um uh michael walker that you drafted in a league troy die he's going way ahead of him troy um, die's got a got a got a year or two before he can make yeah Anthony Jennings, he's going ahead of him. Uh, Shaquille Quarterman. I mean, there's some oh, players Quarterman's he's going ahead of. Just average. He's right. He's basically in a, a tie with Terrell Lewis. That's yeah. Those two are neck and neck. You know, Lewis is going at 66 on an average. Jacobs is going at 67. So I think that's 
to give you an idea of where he's going and who he's being kind of compared to, mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's where he's at. And our last question on Twitter, at least, uh, from, well, we have two more, actually. Scotty Patrick at Scotty Do. There's an underscore in there somewhere. Uh, at a waiver wire rookie that you might snag. So I pulled up uh, one of my completed drafts here. And undrafted guys, um, IDPs. Um, looking through the list here. Um, if you start D tackles, Ross Blacklock is, is a guy. Julian Blackman's an interesting one because I've seen him listed at linebacker and safety. Um, just interesting. Antoine Brooks from Pittsburgh. Again, they've been kind of uh, flirting with him being a linebacker. I don't know if you heard the same things that I've heard uh, about I him. Have. I mean, he, he was an in-the-box safety, so playing linebacker just moves up five yards is about it. Um, obviously, he's not going to threaten Bush much, but... Vince, Vince Williams, maybe a little bit. Um, one of the depth charts I saw had Terrell Burgess starting over John Johnson, and I almost <laughs> laughed. Did you see the – maybe it's because John Johnson was hurt that they did that, but I don't know. Um, but I guess Burgess is somebody to think about at least. I wouldn't really necessarily spend a whole lot on him. Um, I think Cam Brown from the Giants could be a good stash. Um, if you need a corner, it looks like uh, Cameron Dantzler. Any of the Minnesota corners are good pickups. Uh, I like Trayvon Diggs in Dallas as a corner. Mm -hmm. Troy Dye is a guy, if you have a taxi squad, stash him away for a couple years until Anthony Barr is gone again. Um, any guys you have off the top of your head or that you've looked at here? Uh, yeah, actually, I've got um, safety Ashton, Ashton Davis. He may have to, for the Jets, he may have to wait a year, but Marcus May has been hurt a lot for them. So, you know, if he, if he can't stay on the field and produce, then that's a good opportunity for Davis to play alongside of Jamal Adams. Uh, Huge, yeah. huge landing spot for him. I mentioned Alex Highsmith for uh, Pittsburgh. Being that outside linebacker, I like him. He's, he's drafted, going though. in the late. Actually, he's a free agent well, in yep. this list here. Actually, I misspoke earlier. It's Jordan Glasgow that's a safety converted linebacker. Um, not There is a um, – who did I say? Name? Oh, Julian uh, Julian Blackman is a safety for Indianapolis, yeah. so just wanted to. Yeah, I'm just looking at the list. I mean, draft uh, right here. Neville Gallimore um, from Dallas is a possibility. I like the Jalen Hawkins. Yeah. Um, I almost went with him instead of Kayvon Wallace in a couple leagues. I may try to pick mm -hmm. him up as a taxi squad stash because I think he's a year away or a Keanu Neal injury, like you said, away. Um. Let's see here. Matabuke is a stash again. Again, some of these guys are stashes. I don't mind stashes. Yeah. Um, I mean, Anthony Jennings is one. He's he's rarely drafted. I think. Yeah. You know, he might have been drafted in like three 
three of the 30 leagues, but, I, you know, I, he's going to get a shot. I mean, he's, he's worth picking up. shot, but Uche is there, and they yeah, brought but in you look at Jennings. Guys. I think he had – he was one of the few players that I looked at that had uh, – uh, I think it was 15 or more sacks and 15 or more pass deflections. So he can, he's versatile. He can do either one. Yeah, he kind of so had a down year I'm, this year, though. Like, he did. But I think in that situation and him not being drafted, you're looking at players you can pick up off waivers and put on taxi. I think he's one of the better ones you can take a shot on. Yeah. Uh, Amik Robin, Robertson is an interesting name because, uh, I think everybody that watches yes. his hype video wants to like love this guy. <laughs> um, yeah, not a bad pickup, although I doubt. I don't know that he's no. going to get on the field much right away because you got Trayvon Mullen, uh, Damon um, Arnett, and then uh, Joiner's apparently going to play slot. So, how much playing time is available yeah. there is is questionable. Uh, Geno Stone from Baltimore. He's an interesting guy. Oh, yes. that I like. Um, he's an Iowa guy. Of course you love him. No, oh, um, I knew it was coming. I knew as <laughs> soon as I said it, it was coming. Uh, Derek Tuska from North Dakota State is a Denver defensive end. I think he might be a sneaky late round or a waiver addition. Uh, like I said, Kayvon Wallace is a guy you can get really later on waivers. Curtis Weaver is actually available in this league. I'll have to fight you for him on the waiver wire. Um, and I still like Kenny Willickies, um, in in Minnesota. He, he's been, he was disrespected in the NFL draft and in fantasy. The guy's strong. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that equals sacks, but when you're playing opposite, um, Daniel Hunter, you're going to get a lot of one-on-ones. Yeah, and if they don't if they don't re-sign Everson Griffin, that's a great opportunity for him. Yeah. Uh, which last question from the Dynasty Society here? We have which rookie safety is worth investing for short term and long term success? Short term, I think this question's easy. It's uh, Chin. Short term, start day one. Could be long term as well, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, well, I think those... I think him and McKinney both are that though. I think McKinney will be too. I think, but week one, I think right out of the gates, Chin is going to be good for. Oh anything. yes, yes. McKinney yeah. might take a little bit to find a spot in that defense because I think the Giants still need to figure out that defense because Julian Love played a lot of safety slash corner towards the end of the season. I think Julian Love goes back to playing mostly corner. And McKinney gets to play right. that, that strong, whereas Jabril Peppers is, was, was kind of a better as a free safety uh, in Cleveland, at least. So, I mean, I think free and strong are kind of, you know, debatable terms of if that even matters anymore in today's NFL. But um, certain teams do play more of a, center field guy and a box guy. Um, I don't know how much the New York Giants are going to pay attention or going to split them like that or not, but I think McKinney's going to be good either way. He has the best all-around skills in in my estimation. Um, from You just watch him. 
and you can kind of see he's got the skills. Um, I, I like Delpit too. I, I know I've you know poked a little bit at him, um, but you know he'll shore up that tackling a little bit. I think because you know it doesn't work in the NFL diving. Um, not a lot of guys have success diving, so he's going to learn to wrap a little bit more. And I think he played with injuries a lot, which could be an issue going forward if, if he has a lot of injuries. But um, Chin, I still like Winfield, too. I think Winfield's pretty much a, you know, do you see Whitehead or Evans beating out Winfield? Maybe like very early, but I think once Winfield gets his bearings and gets a little used to the pro game, I, I think it's just a matter of time until he takes over at some point this season. I think they're just holding his spot for right now is the way I see it. I don't think Evans or Whitehead are good enough to keep him off the field. It's going to be yeah, more of a race to see which one of those two keeps a job than which one right. Winfield's going to take. <laughs> I think Winfield just takes it. I mean – they also have Mike Edwards there, third round pick from last year, but yeah, I don't, I don't see them competing. I think Winfield gets on the field pretty early. All right, any more questions? Then we'll get back to a couple of these drafts and then wrap this up. I don't think so. I think we've answered most of them. All right. So we talked about the gridiron a little bit. So let's talk a little bit about auction. Mm. Uh, so we had an auction that we are both a part of, uh, the Money League, and we had the auction pretty much right after the draft. Um, I think the draft was still going on when we were bidding on these guys. Uh, so just some some dollar figures to throw out here. So Joe, Joe Burrow went for 45 bucks. Uh, Jerry Judy went for 20. CeeDee Lamb went for 18. Then the running backs. The running backs got expensive. And they have been <laughs> expensive in this league for a long time. I think the running back scoring is very favorable. Uh, Edwards Hilaire went for 33.75. Um, Xavier McKinney went for 12. I got him for 12. I bid on him. I got three safeties. You guys let me get three safeties in this league. <laughs> I got, I, I got, I'll just go to, to, to the ones that I drafted here. Um, and then we'll talk about the guys that you got. Uh, so I got Jalen Rager for 10 bucks. I got McKinney for 12. Patrick Queen I got for 25. I got Winfield for $3.50. So much for your love about Antoine Winfield, man. You couldn't pony up four bucks for him? <laughs> Uh, Cole Komet, I got and this for is one league? Money. It's the one auction league that I do with yeah, you. Yeah, money, money. Do you do any more auction leagues besides this? With IDP? I do another auction um, league, but it's not IDP. No, this is actually... Well, I think there is one more, but I think I have a, a couple others that are uh, campus-to-canton leagues that are like that. Gotcha. I just in this league, I've just got outbidded on everybody. Got <laughs> uh, got to got to stay on it, man. Got to got to be on it. Well, three fifty. Well, my, my auction you, funds are a little low, so 
See, that was the one advantage I had. I didn't spend a lot last year. I think I spent money on Miles Sanders last year, and that was about it. I won the title last year, so I'm defending champ. So I came in here with, with a wad of cash and, and the championship. So I just laid a bunch of money down for the guys I wanted. I got Cole Komet for 650 which it's two tight end league. So that was, I think was really cheap. Uh, I got Bradley and I for a quarter. That was a nice, nice value pick. I got Grant Delpit for 675 So Delpit was actually cost more than Winfield in this league. It's crazy. Uh, I got Cam Akers for 30 bucks. So that was my big spending. Him and Queen were my two biggest. The rest of the guys I got for quarters, I got DJ Dallas for a quarter. I got Charles Edward Harris um, when he went back to, when he got traded to Atlanta. I was like, ah, I'll take a shot on him. Uh, Cole McDonald, the backup for uh, the king of Tennessee for a quarter. <laughs> uh, Dalton Keene, the tight end for the, one of the tight ends for the, pa- uh, the Patriots, I got for a quarter. I got Calais for a quarter. Tampa Bay guy. Uh, Tuska I got for a quarter. And the other day I stuck TJ Edwards in there for a quarter. Like everybody was so worried about looking at rookies, they forgot about second-year guys and third-year guys that are in a prime spot to earn a job, possibly. So I think I crushed this auction, to be honest. But uh... Yeah, sounds like you did a great job. Like I said, I just got outbidded. I had to watch my phones were tight, so couldn't do a whole lot, so. Yeah, let's take a look at what you did. Anyway, here. Hollywood's hookers here. I'm trying to think. I don't know that I got anybody right off. Uh, You got a few. You got Espineza for eight bucks. I did. You got Derek Brown for 525. You got LaVisca LaVisca Chenault for 16. You got Lynn Bowden for, for a quarter. That's a good. That's a good value. <laughs> oh, I forgot about him. I'd forgotten about. I think him. I wanted to bid on him, but I was like, eh. I was like, I didn't want to just up it to up it. You know, I'm not one of those price enforcer bidders. If I want somebody, I'll put a bid on it. If it gets too high, I'll back off. But um, you you got Anthony right. Jennings for seven bucks, which I think, if you look at where he's going in drafts, that's all. Big price tag for him, considering you can get him on waivers. Yeah. He went more than Daryl Taylor. I think Daryl Taylor was a linebacker in the system at the time of this. So I think that scared yep. some people off. And it maybe didn't it compute did. that it was the same guy um, with some people. I didn't bid on him just because I think I'm pretty solid at the end. Um, I have Winovich and Joey Bosa and some other players in this league. Like I said, I got a pretty good team in this league. My my strength is I have the uh, – we were allowed to start three quarterbacks, and I have the triumvirate of Drew Brees, Lamar Jackson, and Russell Wilson. So those were my mm. money position wow. right there. And I have Teddy Bridgewater now. I had him as the backup to Brees, but now he's starting in Carolina. So now I have four options that I can roll out there. And when Cole McDonald becomes the king of the Titans um, – Oh, good grief. It's going to be a running joke from now. Until they get a real quarterback, it's just going to be every week, Tannehill <laughs> and Cole McDonald takes. Uh, I, I can't. 
Somebody save me. I just can't. I know. I only have one quarterback in this league. Oh, man. Give me the but he's a good for Teddy. One rolling, with, rolling with my homies. Homies, yeah. I remember when he took over that team. I think that was the team name when you took it over. Yeah, it was. Rolling with homies <laughs> or something, yeah. Um, but, yeah. You can have Cleo Mack. He's kind of worthless in this league. Yeah, I know. Still a lot of work to do with this team. Yeah. I'm the defending champ, so I just look to repeat again. Oh, my God. That's why you wanted to talk about this league. Well, it was an auction league. It's the only auction league that we have a stake in to talk about. So that's... Yeah, I think that's. I think I have one more. I'm trying to think right off because I've got so many. But I think I have one more, and then I have a couple that are campus-to-canton leagues. But Yeah. I mean, we, we're doing the campus to Canton League together. Um, we no. are actually in a Devi League. It's an IDP Devi League, and we took our first IDP Devi player the other day, uh, Andre Cisco from Syracuse. So nice. Did we talk about him when we talked about safeties before? On dig, we did. We did. Okay. Like we I did. said, sometimes I think when you when you guys start talking about these guys, unless I have context, I just kind of zone out. Shame on you. Yeah. Shame on you. We're, we're going to probably go defense with our next couple picks, although we might have a problem because um, I think we're only supposed to have 20 Debbie players at a time. Oh my gosh! How many have we got? Uh, we have twenty-one right now. Although Brandon <laughs> Brandon Wimbush is not in college anymore, so I think we can just cut him. But uh, we got to take a look at some of these guys. Is Shaq Smith doing anything at Clemson? Shaq Smith. Shaq Smith. Ooh, not ringing not, a bell right off. Yeah, that's a bad sign if it's not ringing a bell. Yeah, I mean. Just, just I, mean, I don't even see him <laughs> as a starter on their defense, like even on their depth chart. We might be able to just get rid of him. Yeah. And then the other guy is Xavier Thomas, which he's supposed to be a sophomore. Or a, he was a sophomore. So he should be a starting DN for them. Yeah, so. I would expect a lot more out of him this year. Yeah. If he doesn't do something this year, then that's probably a player we need to cut if he doesn't do something. Yeah, well, I mean, he'll probably be moving up to the pros. Being Just being on the Clemson team, you know, that seems to be how it works. You just true. show up Very on true. Clemson. Uh, but we'll have to take a look at um, Shaq Smith and see what the deal is with him. So, um, yeah. Yeah, we'll have to take a look at some of these guys. Because if we have to cut somebody, there's a wide receiver on here I never heard of. I don't even see him on this Clemson team here. So, yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> That's not good. this was an orphan that we took over. Um, it was left to us in pretty decent right. shape. I mean, you, you say that it's not. Yeah, it wasn't but, too bad. Um, you know, we, we I think we drafted pretty well. We drafted uh, in no particular order. We took Kenan Slovis from USC. Uh, we got Tyrion yes. Davis Price from LSU. EJ Smith, who I did not actually know is Emmett Smith's son. 
Uh, he's going to oh, Stanford. It I, is. Never really computed with me, but it, uh, I saw a video. Yeah, it didn't dong on me until you said that. I, I saw a video on uh, one of the Facebook videos that you watch. Emmett Smith was uh, sitting there, and his son chose Stanford and signed and had the Stanford hat on. And then Emmett went and grabbed the Florida hat to put on for himself. <laughs> see he's a Florida guy. Um, Kenneth Walker, we just drafted. Uh, we got Devonta Smith yes. in the first round, and we took Cisco. So I think we did. We we're doing pretty well, I think here. Yeah, we didn't do too bad. We got some depth uh, at, at our Devi positions. We got some studs coming out. We got Tamarion Terry coming out. We have. Uh, we have um, Devonta Smith is coming out this year. We have Seth Williams coming out this year. Uh, we have our running backs are a little eh. If uh, Booby Whitlow can figure out what school he's going to, that'd be great. <laughs> but we also have the 101 of next year, Justin Fields. So. So I think we we we're, we we got a good team. So when Drew Brees retires from our team, we'll have Justin Fields to take a spot. So we'll be good to go. Nice. Yeah. Well, hopefully this has been entertaining. If not, sorry, but uh, a lot of draft stuff to break down. <laughs> uh, we hope we got to your yep. questions. Um, like I said, we are going to uh, Streamyard for Daryl. Wasn't too bad today. Yeah, he seemed to be okay. He didn't disappear from us for like 20 minutes. Um, oh, let's not reopen that wound. <laughs> yeah, no. It sucked. Still pisses me off. I know. I know. I know. It, it was... It was. God was dang it. it that I didn't even mad. know what was going on because I was busy trying to do 10 things at a time. Oh, I know. And I was just... Oh, I was so pissed off that night. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I could have just... Uh, you're nominating me. 25 albums. Jesus. How many albums? 25. Man, that's a lot of time. I don't know. I have to dig through my CD <laughs> collection to do that. Anyways. Um, that's about all I got. Schedule came out. Go check out the schedule. Check out your bye weeks. I don't know. They're not in MFL as of right this second. I'm sure they'll be working on it tomorrow and getting that pushed out. Um, MyFantasyLeague.com is the sponsor of our Listener League. They are hooking us up uh, with that Listener League, which is full. So sorry if you wanted to join. Yep. Um, I don't know that I can handle running a third one, so... I think yeah, we're going to stop mean, there. A lot. <laughs> uh, but if you are interested in playing some IDP, or even if you don't like IDP, I don't know why you're listening to this program if you don't, but um, we are going to get the Autism Speaks Eliminators kicking off here. I'm going to start awesome. set, putting out the bat signal for people. Um, I'm going to try to leave it kind of open as to how many leagues. I want to try to fill as many as possible. And we're going to have all different types of leagues. We're going to have one quarterback leagues. Uh, we're going to have super flex leagues. Uh, offense only, because I want to appeal to the masses, not just our little niche community here. 
Um, not that it's, not that it's not a good community, but um, I, I want to. It's uh, a great community. It is, but some people do not want to play IDP, like our friend Bob, who still I think listens to us, even though he doesn't play IDP. <laughs> I'm working on him. Well, he tried it. I mean, that's all you can ask people to do. And we have some new listeners that are trying IDP. And, you know, if you don't really like it after this year, you know, I don't want you to ditch your team and, you know, leave it in bad shape. But, you know, it's your prerogative. If you tried it, you can say, you know, it's like a vegetable. It's like you tell your kids. (laughs) Just try to eat the vegetable. If you don't like it, you don't have to eat it again. But you got to try it. <laughs> Some vegetables are very good. IDP is a good vegetable. Anyway. Um, it is a good vegetable. That should one- be the name of the show. Good vegetables. <laughs> we're the 101 <laughs> of vegetables here. So. There you go. <laughs> but, uh... Maybe not the 101 of IDP <laughs> podcasts, but we, we hope to be right up there. I don't know. Uh, but that's about <laughs> it for the show. Um, like I said, we're going to get those kicked off. I'm going to start making announcements tomorrow about the uh, things. I might try to set up a Google form to make my life easy. So you can just type in your um, email address and your name, and I can just, and your Twitter handle, and I can just kind of pop you into the Twitter group and pop you into the um, system. That way I can easily manage this stuff because it does get a little strenuous when you're doing like three or four of these at a time, making sure you got everybody and everybody's paid and all that stuff and getting the payments and also making the donations and everything else. So I do want to try to stay as organized as possible. Um, I thank everybody that used that has done these in the past and wants to continue them in the future. We'll definitely get you signed up. I'll definitely be hitting up those people that were in it last year. Uh, there are $10. We don't really charge much. Um, we are looking for, I'm sure I'll have no problem finding celebrities or fantasy analysts. I don't know that we want to call ourselves celebrities. Um, People that like to write stuff or talk about fantasy football that you may know. Uh, I'll be asking some people over at IDP guys to head up some groups to be the celebrity. Um, The deal with that is the celebrity doesn't pay the $10, but the other 16 people do. Uh, And if the celebrity ends up winning the league, the celebrity doesn't get the money. The the, uh, charity gets the money. So that's the, that's the deal with how those work. If you're not familiar with the Eliminator style or Eliminators in the past. Um, so I'll head up one. Daryl will yeah. head up one. I'm sure he's hey, he has awesome. to. I'm making him. Um, and, I'm, <laughs> and some other friends, I'm sure, will head up one of those leagues. Um, some of our offense-only friends will, I'm sure, head up some leagues. Um Shane joined one last year, even though he hates IDP. And yep, he, he did. did. Anyway, so maybe I'll I'll see if he wants to do an offense only one, um, and be the celebrity for that. But um, I'm sure the Madman will head one up. I'm sure we've got plenty of people that will take us up on. Yep. Basically, a free league. It is best ball, so don't worry about setting a lineup, which is why I don't mind doing these because you draft your team, set it, forget it, set it, forget it. 
we're going to do the drafts pretty much as soon as we're full. That way we can kind of keep these rolling through the summer and try to raise even more money than we did last year is my goal. Uh, last awesome. year we raised uh, just in the um, initial um, donations, we raised 300 and I think it was $365 because I know some people just donated extra money and said here, you know, the entry cool. fee was ten bucks, and they said, "Well, here's twenty five. Donate the rest." We had some some nice, awesome, uh, charitable folks. I know money is tight right now with some of us, so if you can't do it right now, but later in the summer you want to get on one, I think as long as we kick off by August first, we'll be okay. Um, right. It will be PayPal or Venmo or you know, however you know. You could mail me a check if we got plenty of time. I know we had some issues. <laughs> well, still the, 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 well, the reason I say that is it's, and maybe even check wouldn't fix this problem. Our Canadian listeners, um, some of the cash apps oh, yeah, in Canada are a little crazy, like with um, either the fees or like the, some of the banks don't recognize the like stuff. So maybe it's changed in a year. I don't know. Um, I thought everybody did PayPal, but I think PayPal does charge for certain things. But if you do friends and family on PayPal, it's normally no charge. True. Um, and, yep. you know, we're all friends, you know. Um, there you go. I do tweet out a, a you know, proof that I donate <clears throat> the money. I do donate the money to uh, Autism Speaks. I may try to That's spread awesome. around to some different autism organizations, Um I normally do the Autism Speaks Walk every year, um, but we may try to do some different ones um, just because I know some people are not fans of Autism Speaks. Um, there's other autism um, awareness charities out there that we can take a look at. Um, I know AEW, uh, they partnered with Culture City, which I'm not really too familiar with, but I'll do a little bit of research before I just pick a charity. Um, but that's about it. Um, I don't know. Schedule came out. My son actually wants to watch three hours of schedule talk tomorrow. He made me tape it. I love it. it. He made me tape it so we could watch it tomorrow. I I guess he he doesn't really have a whole lot of schoolwork to do. Uh, he has a little bit to do, but, uh, stay sane out there. Um, hopefully this has taken your mind off of, uh, real life for an hour and a half, which is our goal every week, not just during a pandemic. Um, right. I know I like to go do fantasy football stuff as an escape from real life uh, for a little while. Every once in a while. Yep. Um, anything else for the people besides Jay Cutler is a boss. <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that, but uh, just uh, remember to get those rate and reviews, those five-star reviews you've got till we'll give you to Sunday night, and then me and Dan will draw one out, and I've got a little prize package I'll send to you. We'll announce the winner, and you can DM us your address, and we'll send you something. Yeah. Two more things to shill while we're at it. Uh, the guide that we worked on. We were done our work. It's now in the publication Woo! stage of the magazine. With that we did in coordination with Dynasty Vipers and IDP guys and the big three IDP 
which we are going to have uh, some of those people I just mentioned on the show in the coming weeks and months. Um, so that's uh, coming. It's a pre-order situation right now. You can get a physical magazine or you can just get a PDF if you'd like. The PDF is a little bit cheaper, uh, but I know the having the magazine in my hand sounds like a cool idea. Um, and then also you can buy some yes. IDP Nation shirts. Did you know we have stickers too? I did. I saw that the other day, actually. Yes. You can buy an IDP Nation sticker for your laptop or your car or whatever. Um, yeah, thinking about getting one of those. They're not that much. They're like what, ten bucks, something like that. Uh, I think it was like eight fifty, nine dollars. Yeah. I mean, the coffee cup wasn't and... that much, um, and the t-shirt is there as well. Many different sizes. The olive. Many. I think it colors. was olive color. It looks really nice. Yeah, the olive looks nice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For for your special mother, you could get a pink IDP Nation t-shirt. That's I'm sure what she would want. For Mother's Day. Remember your mother's out there. Or a coffee cup. Yes. At Maybe least... she drinks coffee. She needs a new coffee cup. There you go. At the very least, call your mother. It's Mother's Day on Sunday. If your mother is still with us, call your mother. Right. If you, if you can't visit her, at least call her. Have, have the grandkids call her. Be good. Do good. I don't know. We're rambling at this point. <laughs> <laughs> go buy our stuff, go buy everything, and uh, we will talk to you soon. We have, on Tuesday, we, I believe, are having Kyle from the FF Fellows, who is in Seek and Destroy with us, which we were talking about earlier in the uh, show. We, oh, will, we will get his thoughts on the draft. He owned most of the first round in that draft. God, and, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, he was he was moving and shaking throughout the whole thing, so we'll kind of dive a little bit deep <laughs> into was. that one. And uh, check that out. He's always a good time. His buddy Seth might not be with us because he's been very busy at work. So some people got to work. Yep. Not everybody can stay at home and work from home. So um, that's about that. We are out of time. Good night now. Go Hawks. Good night. Tighten up. Get those rates and reviews in. Later.